SaderCast 17, the pre-spring break edition slash midterms edition. Augie, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic today. I mean, That's not what you just told me. I'm getting slammed with work. There we go. You're getting slammed with work. I am. Uh, someone coming later in the podcast is also getting slammed with work. I think if you're a student at Holy Cross and you're not slammed with work, you're not taking the take, wrong majors. You're not yeah. taking class. Like, yeah. I don't know what's going on. I think every teacher loves to get all those assignments in right before spring break. It's not really the case with me right now, but I do have like papers due this week That's and what, getting yeah. assigned. It's annoying. It's it's actually nice. A few of my assignments have been like, yes, they're due, but I'm going to give you a few extra days into spring That's break. That's super and nice. It's yeah. good. It's and I'll be. You doing. obviously won't be able to. Yeah. Well, well, I might be doing a midterm in Hawaii. So right, we'll see. We'll talk about you anyway. Later. Let's talk about some other teams on campus who, one of them, we have successfully uncursed. I think we just talked about how much we've cursed them that we uncursed them. I don't know if that's how it worked, but Holy Cross women's basketball is right back in it. They've won two straight. They beat Bucknell, needed overtime for that, but a win is a win. And then they beat Navy on senior day. Well, they went to Lewisburg, Pennsylvania and beat Bucknell in overtime. So, obviously, very, very good to see them get finally get back on track. To win a game in overtime on the road. It's and they just, didn't foul out either. Yeah, and they, they kept their hands uh, by their sides. Berger so, got close, but otherwise. Yeah, anyway, but, I mean, Brona, who had been fouling kind of a lot recently, only with one. Casual 26 she, points. Yeah, casual 7 for 17. She was feeling herself. Really good to see her kind of get back on track. I mean, obviously, she's been doing really well, but it's just good to see her playing really good basketball again. Um, and so she was kind of the the hero of that game and then they went back home to Worcester and uh, they took on Navy and she was the hero again I mean Brona Power Cassidy you know put up the second most points in the team there went seven for 14 from field goals went uh, three for nine from the three line and 17 points it's good Janelle Allen can't discredit her game too she had 20 it was senior day the seniors were popping off Kara McCormick had 16 and then the future showed up too. Caitlin Flanagan had 11. Again, the fouls have gotten under control. And also, look at that number right there with Kara McCormick. Ten rebounds. Double-double. She for put up Karen. a double-double. She's like the smallest girl on the floor too. It doesn't too. make sense. You know what? That, that That's just gritty defensive tenacity. Just the willingness to want to get the basketball once it comes off the rim. And that's just seniors – performing and showing out on senior day. So because we're going to be off next week, it's spring break here at Holy Cross, we'll both be traveling. Uh, tomorrow, we're recording this on the 27th. Where are you going? I'm going to uh, South Carolina for hey. a Frisbee tournament. I play Ultimate Frisbee. Frisbee tournament. I play Ultimate Frisbee. Look at this guy. He does it all. Yeah. He does podcasts and Frisbee I play a very mean zone defense. Oh, really? Yeah. Who, do you, uh, who are you playing? Uh, we will see who shows up. There's a whole tournament every year in Myrtle Beach, and so we're heading down to that, and, like, several colleges are coming by. The Clark University has been there in the past. I don't have a list yet or the schedule, but we'll get it when we get down. When, are, when do we leave? We're leaving Friday night. All right. So, so it's a big deal, huh? Big, not, not really. I'm not D1 or anything. But you, this is a big deal. No, I mean, it's going to be a fun time, but, of course, I will be missing – some great basketball here yeah, on the hill. Sorry, so I'm straying away from the important yeah. stuff. Tomorrow night, uh, WCHC Sports will be broadcasting – Holy Cross uh, men, not the women. I got so confused. We're all tired. They're going to Colgate tomorrow. The, uh, we're back on the women. Yeah. The women are going to Colgate, yep. which is fantastic. And then they're going to BU for the Turnpike Trophy game, which is always a fun time. Probably your biggest game of the year right there, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, right now they're fourth in the Patriot League, technically. 
but still only two games behind yeah. Holy Cross, who's a game ahead of Loyola, Maryland. So it's tight. And Colgate's no slouch either. They're 8-7 and seven in the league play as well. Uh, then they'll go to BU, and then they will take on last place Lafayette on first responders night. During break, Wednesday of the March 6th, we will not be here for that game. But regardless, it will be good. And then the Patriot League tournament gets underway with the first round on March 9th. And then we'll be back. Yeah, safe to say March Madness is pretty much almost here. And so the women... They, I, I think they actually – they might go a week early with their championship game. I think they do. Think we're, they we're, do. What we're going to do is we're going to end up missing the quarterfinals, but we should be able to record our next episode right before the semis. So if right. they make it to the semis, we'll talk that, and then by the time we record the episode after, we'll know whether or not they're going back to March Madness. Well, the curse is off, so they're going to make the semis. Right? I don't say that. We can't curse them again. <laughs> but good luck to the women's basketball team. Maureen McGarity, you got this. Go seniors, go. Can't let Brona go out with a loss. Let's talk about what's going on with the men's team. They're about to play tomorrow night, Colgate at home. This is the one that's on WCHC Sports, so please tune in. I'll be producing. Ah, you're back, Ben. Now you're back on track. Yes, they are playing a big game against Colgate. Colgate, obviously, already clinched um, the top seed of the Patriot League um, this season. So It's going to be a tough game for them. But But I do think, here's the thing. They still have an outside chance at hosting a home game. Uh, I mean, they, they should be all right. They can hold their own against a team like Colgate. They've beaten stronger teams. Uh, I would say Georgetown probably stronger than Colgate, maybe, yeah. question mark. We'll see. Uh, but here's what we just witnessed this past week. They played their Koozie Cup match. Bucknell came to town, and they got routed. Uh, Holy Cross just dominated. Caleb Kenny has really developed into a stud with 25 points. 11 rebounds. Yeah, Caleb Kenny is just having a year. Only missed three shots all day. 11 for 14 from the field was Kenny. I mean, his defense has been great. We talked about how he had seven blocks in a game earlier this year. He's just been one of the really just outstanding performers. He stepped up when they needed it. And it's good to see him doing that. Um, Obviously, just a junior is Kenny, so he'll have another year next year to continue to improve. Um, upon what he's been doing, but Bo Montgomery also had a great game against. He had a double double too, twenty three twelve. Yeah, so good to see those two making it work. Um, obviously, good to see Holy Cross getting a win in their Koozie Cup game against Bucknell. But I also want to point out right now, yeah, please. Do. What was Joe Octave doing at the free throw line five times? Seven, ten times. No, he he shot five five three throws. Attempts for two. Two times five is ten. He was there five times. Oh, right. Yes. yes. Well, ten free throw shots. Yeah, that, that's crazy. Like, how, how are they fouling this kid? Maybe there are some and ones, too. A little bit we know. Maybe some and ones. But anyways, they've got Colgate, and then they've got their Turnpike Trophy match against BU on March 2nd. And their tournament will actually conclude the Wednesday that we're back. So both Patriot League tournaments are getting underway fairly quickly. First round kicks off on March 5th. Uh, quarterfinals on the 7th, and then the 10th will be the semifinals. Hopefully we're still in it by then. Uh, we'll talk about them for sure when we're back. But either way, good luck to both teams over break. It should be a good time. And be sure to tune in to both teams. There are going to be a lot of their games on ESPN+. And uh, if they're home, come out and support your, guy, uh, support your women's basketball team and your men's basketball team because there's a lot of promise in both of those teams this year. Here's your Holy Cross hockey update. Both teams are getting a quick break uh, right before playoff play starts. Uh, the women's break is a lot shorter. They finished 10th in Hockey East, a 
Very tough conference, ton of parity in there. The word parity was thrown around by several coaches in the league. So they did have a rough go of it against Maine. They lost in OT, and then they lost 5-2 to two when they retired Stacey Hoshkins' jersey. She got proposed to mid-retirement ceremony. Did she? It was quite a day. Uh, they unfortunately dropped both games. Were you calling that game? I was on for the first one. Second one, I wasn't. Oh, you called the Friday night game? I called the Friday night game, and that was a great game. They played really well. Uh, Overtime losses, just rough. Who were the stars in that game? The stars in that game, Abby Horning made her first career start in net. She played great. The goals she let in were either really bad luck or really, really good shots. Okay. Um, And I would also say Alexia Moreau turned on the heat. Uh, And then Charlotte Sontag had a really nice goal as well. But also a shout-out to the defensemen on that team, Casey Borgiel, Emily Fortunato, Emma Min. Uh, Carmen Elliott's been having a great year. Taylor Cantillon's been having a great year. This is a really good defensive hockey team. So they've got BU tomorrow, the 28th of February. Might be today if we get it out on the 28th. I think we're going to get it out tomorrow. We'll, we'll see if we can. But we're doing this, good. this is noteworthy because – It's not Orno. It's not Orno. Which is good. Holy Cross has beaten BU twice this year. Yeah. They had two wins in conference. Half of them were over BU. I don't want to jinx them. But I think everybody in that locker room feels a lot better about playing BU than, yeah. say, a UVM or a Maine or a Providence. I mean, they like this matchup. Right? They, they wanted this matchup because, let's be real, the drive to Orono during midterms, brutal. Eh, the brutal. drive to Vermont, brutal. This is right down the street, and they've beaten them twice. Six o'clock primetime game on a Wednesday night on Nesson Plus. Yeah, so it's a big one. It's a big game for Massachusetts. I'm sure it's going to be a packed crowd, and I really – have a good feeling that they're going to show up. I have a out. really good feeling that they're going to play very hard that game. So we will see what happens. Uh, but good luck to the women's hockey team. Yes. Good luck goes out to the men's hockey team as well, who get a very much needed break this coming weekend after clinching the number two seed. And it, they got lucky. I'll be real with you. They got extremely lucky because Bentley came into Worcester, ended their seven-game winning streak, five-to-one loss to a team who played their best game of the year. And... I mean, get it out of the way early, but they got the two seed. But it was overall a really rough game. Liam McClinsky did get back on the score sheet. Stockfish Shocking. and Guerra had some assists. Yeah, they're pretty good, I'd say. Uh, but overall, a really rough game for the Crusaders. But hey, like you said, got it out of the way before the playoffs. So um, look, we're looking at this website now, right? I know you're the hockey guy here on the podcast. We don't have exactly their first-round opponent yet. Are there still games for Atlantic hockey opponents this weekend? Yeah, so what's going to happen is I'm going to pull the Atlantic hockey standings up right now. But the top five teams get a bye. Okay. So From the first uh, round. Yes. So RIT is the one seed. They get a bye. Holy Cross is the two seed. They get a bye in home ice through at least the semifinals. Sacred Heart and Air Force also get a bye. So I'm looking right now. Holy Cross has 46 points. Sacred Heart has 45. Air Force 44. Has Holy Cross locked up the two seed? This this is over. They're all in play. Oh, so so there yeah. are no games this there weekend. Are, there are games this weekend, but for the lower Oh, but teams. not for Holy Cross. I'll explain that in a second. Got but it, got it, the got two got seed's got locked. It, it. And right now, Holy Cross, the teams just below them, Sacred Heart and Air Force, they've had their way with this year. AIC as well. RIT, usually the best team in the conference – they have a history of choking, so we'll see what happens. But Holy Cross right now is your number two seed, and they will have home ice all the way up through the semifinals. And if they face anybody not named RIT in the uh, championship game, it'll be here in Worcester. 
All right, so now I have some questions. Yes. So is it always best of three series for the playoffs? Um, not the championship game. Championship game is one and done. Okay, but everything else is a best of three, correct? I'm not sure about the first series. Um, let me check in on that. All right, but I should, I should more say Holy Cross will be playing in Holy best Cross of three series. Holy Cross will play best of three series up until the championship and game. So their yes. first round matchup will be the winner of who? Uh, it will be the second lowest seed remaining. So okay. right now there are six teams playing this weekend. It's Bentley, Niagara, Canisius, Mercyhurst, Army, and Robert Morris. If... Let's just say Bentley, Niagara, Canisius win. It'll be us versus Niagara. Okay. And then after that, it's the same lowest seed, highest seed remaining Got after it. that. It just moves into that way. Um, but, yes, what's going to happen is these six teams are going to play this weekend. Three teams will emerge. That will leave eight left for the quarterfinals. That will go down to four, and then that will go down to two. Uh, I'm trying to find out right now on the Mercyhurst website, believe it or not, if those games are three game sets, because that's big if they are. Right. If the Especially, opening series are big game sets, like. Just that, getting them tired, right? It is a one game match. So it'll be Mercyhurst versus Canisius. Uh, and then it'll be Army versus Niagara, Bentley versus RMU. Again, whoever wins those games goes on to uh, either round. RIT, Holy Cross, Sacred Heart, or. And, and Holy Cross will play the second worst remaining seed. So if you're like me and you had no idea how. A hockey or Atlantic hockey playoffs worked. Now you know, thanks to our man. And another, another, really, another oh, fun no. thing, though, more, is that got more for you because five teams have buys. Yeah, what's uh, up with an 11-team conference? I don't That's know. But what, what that actually lines up right now is that Does Air RIT Force— get a second buy? No. Air Force and AIC are locked into a quarterfinal matchup because they're the four and five seed. Uh-huh. After that, it depends on who wins those Got games. It. So Sacred Heart plays the highest remaining seed, Holy Cross is in the middle, and then RIT is the lowest. Got it. Look at that. There you go. So it's if you're confusing. looking at the Atlantic Hockey standings, Ben has lined it all out for you, and Holy Cross will be playing the second lowest remaining seed in the women's team. They're playing tomorrow night in Boston against the Terriers. So be sure to tune in and watch both of our hockey programs as they make their way into the playoffs. All right, so next segment, podcast today. Jack Toomey, you're joining us today for this. Usually we just interview the student-athlete, but considering I now have two baseball kids in the room with me, let's just talk about the weekend you guys just had. So first, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm a sophomore, uh, outfielder from Wellesley, Massachusetts, and yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say. Uh, so obviously Jack had a pretty good weekend. Um, he had a pretty good freshman year too. Yeah. Patriot league freshman. Yeah, of let's, year, you want to start with year? that? Let's start with yeah, that. Let's start with like just how that year went for you and obviously how you're building on that this year. Or even before that, how you ended up at okay. Holy Cross. Kind of how you oh, got yeah. to Holy Cross. Sure. Um, so Holy Cross the first school that offered me. Um, so I kind of had a lot of loyalty to Holy Cross and wanted to come here. Um, it's also close to home and I was always looking for a school that was academic and still had good baseball that could kind of develop me and EK always had a lot of positivity and everything so kind of looked for that and the coach wanted to be able to have the chance to play and everything so looking for a coach that liked me um got here had okay fall okay winter got the chance to play right away um and started my season over 10 um and I got to have my like one more chance VMI, got rookie of the week that week, and then kind of got the chance to continue to stay in the lineup and kind of went from there and just had fun season. So yeah, obviously the 0 for 10 is crazy. I didn't actually know that. 
So you went 0 for 10 and then something clicked or did it slow uh, down for you at that point? Yeah, I guess more slowed down. Um, we were at playing Purdue, so it was kind of a cool experience to be like first time playing a Power 5 school. You guys play some cool schools. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of tight and nervous about it and everything. And just that next week, I really tried to loosen up and everything and worked out. So, What was kind of your favorite game from last year? Kind of like your most memorable game um, from your season last year? Probably the walk-off, I'd say, against Army. I mean, it was a cool thing since I think we were like 0 for 10 against yeah. uh, any Army, Navy, VMI, all those schools. So it was kind of gave some hope to think that we got the chance to win some games, start off 1-0. Awesome, yeah. So let's talk about this season. You guys have played two really good teams in the past two weekends. You've stolen a game in both of them, and I wouldn't say stolen even. You, you won an extra innings against K-State. So take me through that game. What went right that day? Um, I mean, I think the whole weekend, everything was going right defensively, hitting-wise, and kind of the zone and everything screwed up the pitchers a little bit. But, I mean, huge difference between having, like, Patriot League umpires versus, like, the Power Five umpires. Yeah, what are they in? Are they the Big 12 or? Yeah, yeah. Big 12. Yeah. Yep, Big 12. Um, so I think that's the biggest difference pretty much, which is the zone and everything. But, I mean, hitting was there, defense was there. So I think that kind of was able to keep us in the game when um, not everything's going our way. So. There was definitely, like, a lot of excited people on campus. I know <clears> you guys were elsewhere, but, like, did we just beat, like, one of the best teams in the country? And we did. Yeah. So, yeah. first of all, congratulations to you both. Don't know if I've said that enough yet, but that's extremely impressive. Um, talk about your weekend, Augie, because I understand you, uh, you, got some, you got some time again. ERA is a little better this week. Yeah, it's mean, only at 63. Yeah, we got to figure it out. You're, you know what? got to figure it out. Second appearance of the year. You're fine. I know. Relax. Just, just got to take some deep breaths on the mound and, you know, get it back together. But I'm just happy to see the team continuing to play extremely well. And I think... These first two weekends have been really promising. Just I think there's a lot of good to take away, and um, I think it's much more promising than I've seen in, in years past. So um, whether it be me on the mound or whether it be other people on the mound, I think it's the team's just meshing really well together or right now, and I think that's good, especially come as we travel, you know, across half the world. Yeah, we'll um, talk about that half in a the world this upcoming week. Um, but I, I think that there's a lot of a lot of positive signs, and like you said, it, it's cool to beat a ranked team. That's something that um, I, I, I mean, you, you never know when you're going to have the opportunity to do something like that. So um, being there and um, being a part of that was really cool. I mean, Toomey had these guys down the right field line that were heckling him the entirety of the game, um, and he was dealing. With what were that. they saying at you? Can you repeat it on the podcast? Or probably not. Uh, not a lot, but okay. they can. Uh... <laughs> They can say a few things, just uh, just chirping. <laughs> it was pretty Classic. fun. Just an environment like that's pretty cool, you know. I do that to the professional guys. So. Yeah, well, welcome to the club. Yeah, Toomey Toomey was uh, making them all very very happy, um, <laughs> and then then he homered, and they all thought he pointed at them. So he made their day. I did he, point at them. Oh, he, he did point at them. Oh, he did point at them. Yeah. So there it is. All right, this guy's a dog. I like him. There it is. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about this upcoming week, right? So what on earth? How did you schedule Hawaii? I don't know. We've been talking about this for weeks now. You're going to Hawaii this weekend. Not a bad spring break trip, but break trip. It's been a long day. Break trip. Thank you. Not a bad one. And then you're going to uh, UC Riverside. Yeah. So what are you guys looking for in those matchups? More of the same? The beach. 
<laughs> I mean, that's going to be the best part, obviously. And they obviously have a great um, audience as well. So another cool spot. I think they sold out every single game um, so far this season. And they're a good competition. So two really cool things to have. Cool How atmosphere. long a flight is that and when do you leave? We're getting out of here at like 5 in the morning. And then flight's at 8, oh. lands at 2 o'clock their time. Yeah. So, are you, please don't eight, tell eight. me you're, you're flying out the day of the game, technically. No. No. Okay. So you're leaving on Thursday? Yes. Okay. Yep, so, so leaving nice. on Thursday, getting in at 2, and I think it's like practice at 6 that night. Stay up as late as you can to try and get accustomed to the time because Hawaii has night games on Friday, Saturday, and Monday. Yeah, so you've got like, 11.30 technically here. I don't know if this is actual. That, yeah, no, that's Eastern time. That's so. Eastern time, okay. So it's 11.30 Eastern time, which is like 6.30 their time, but yeah. that's not going to be an easy adjustment, but one we're going to have to make. So that, that'll be cool, though. Jet lag is not a fun thing. No. And then, of course, you see Riverside after that. Yeah. I mean, haven't, we haven't done a ton of preparation on them yet, but I think it's more just, you know, getting, getting to Hawaii this weekend and seeing what we can do from there. What's, uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Jack, you got any sort of prep going on for this week? Scouting uh, the pitchers, I'd assume. Yeah, I mean, I got a lot of exams this week, so I haven't really. And that's also yet. a thing yeah. right now. Everyone's getting crushed around here. So much work last week. So, what are you majoring in? Is my next question, I guess. Before uh, we econ, continue, stats. econ and stats. Little double major. Little action. double major yeah. action. Minor, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> wow, <laughs> we're stupid. Yeah. So of course you're scouting the pitchers. Like, what goes into a you know games prep? How yeah. long do you take? Just looking into who might be coming out, what kind of looks you might get. So pretty much we do like the team one, which is all through our hitting coach, Mitch. Um, we usually like 30 minutes. We'll look at probably four guys, go over fastball, curveball, kind of tendencies and everything of how often they'll throw it. Um, and then I'll probably do a lot of looking at it on the plane as well. I like you got a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just pitch movement kind of, seeing how much everything moves, seeing like fastballs coming in straight or it's going to be diving off, that type of thing. Augie, I'll ask you the same question because your prep looks probably a bit different than his. Yeah, it, it, there's also a meeting for pitchers, but it's, it's basically um, we get a list of hitters and kind of um, how each pitcher should – not each pitcher individually, but how like we should pitch to that hitter and then we see kind of if they're fast, how many bases they've stolen – um, and kind of their average on certain pitches and pitch types. And then um, it's like a simulated lineup that we get. And so we see kind of the lefties, righties. And through that, we then go, like you said, watch, watch some video on the hitters. And uh, we kind of go back and look at their simulated at-bats. Um, and, you know, we, 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 in the past, we just looked at certain pitches. But now we kind of look at entire at-bats to see what kind of tendencies hitters might fall into. And you have to have all of this locked in your head the moment you go out there i mean you're also just trying to do what you can do that's true yeah. i mean it's like you, you have to stay in your approach and kind of do your thing but, but like i'm on the hawaii website right now like if um jordan donahue comes out there you know what he's gonna probably swing at or something like that you have an idea yeah and you also you know what he's good at but it's also a lot of the coaches that kind of do the preparation and so they they'll call pitches based off of the preparation that they've done and then you're just kind of out there performing um, so, you know, Hawaii has a lot of lefties in their lineup, and they don't hit a lot of extra base hits. And they have a lot of Hawaiian walk, kids in their walk. lineup. Yeah. Like, like most of them. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Well, I wish you guys a very safe flight. Uh, please tell me you have a layover. No layover. It's direct? It's direct. Oh, dude. How long is that, 13? No. I think it's like 12. 12. That's disgusting. It's kind of fun. Yeah, okay. 
kidding. It'll be interesting. <laughs> it'll be, well, it'll be interesting. Jack, thanks for joining us. Again, have a safe flight. Good luck this weekend. We'll be off next weekend. Good luck next weekend. And Augie's stopping me. Yeah, one more thing. Congratulations. Jack was Patriot League, League player, player of, of the, the week, week yes. this week. So awesome. congrats to Jack. He's the man. Probably a lot more <laughs> of that coming, we can suspect. We hope so. Thank you. There's a lot of hope there. So hopefully he keeps, uh, he keeps getting his Q5s in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks for having thanks me Thanks for coming out, man. So we are a lax school now. Uh, the men, they are still 2-2 two and two at the moment. Uh, they lost to Dartmouth this past weekend, but they put up eight goals against them, and Dartmouth's a pretty good team. No one ever wants to go to Hanover, New Hampshire. Nobody ever wants to go to New Hampshire. Yeah, literally. Uh, Will Stahl having himself quite the year so far. Will Massinio having himself quite the year as well. Tyler Marmo got two in this one, but I mean they did end up falling to a lacrosse game with 426 in attendance. Yeah, and so that's crazy to me. Here's the problem: the first quarter, yeah, you lose five nothing. You don't put up a goal. Dartmouth puts up five. Second time they've done that this year. And then you, the rest of the game, you just it's nine to eight. Yeah. And the problem is the five nothing, and that just can't happen. You can't put up a zero spot in a quarter for a last. It's the game, second right? time they've done it in the first quarter this year, and they lost both games. Was it so Providence? The other it was one was Providence. Yeah. So maybe if they don't do that, they will be okay. It's uh, a lot of people for a last game. You're a right. lot of people. Uh, this is a much better team than we saw last year. Absolutely. Uh, they've got Bucknell and Army coming up over break. So good luck to them through that. We'll head over to the woman now who just played today. They played on a Tuesday. Well, let's talk about their first game first. They played on Saturday at New Hampshire. Yeah, not was, Hanover. That was a blowout. Not Hanover, but no. in New Hampshire. Yeah. And yeah, they they routed them. Who was yeah. who was the who were the stars? Yeah, Ella Kittridge is having herself quite a year. Lauren Drillick's always been good. Yep. Sally Zinzer Coming into today's game was averaging a hat trick a game. And get a, oh yeah, she had three goals she against had New Hampshire. Three. She had a hat trick. And yeah. we're about to find out what she had against um, UMass. UMass they today. won today, twelve ten. Nothing like going to Amherst and beating on UMass. Yeah. Lauren Drillick just put up a casual five goals. And Elizabeth Miller had three. Sally Zinzer's or Zinzer's hat trick is um, her hat trick average has gone down. She had two. Yeah, she's at like two point seven. Now. Yeah, that's but, still crazy. And Holy Cross. Speaking of the first quarter, it really comes down to the first quarter, right? Because yeah. in Lax, I mean, I'm, I, I used to play it back in the day a little bit, <laughs> but I, it, it was too hot in Arizona. You just like I couldn't put it. on the gear. But anyway, I feel like the whole thing with Lax is like once you get the lead. You can just dictate the pace of the game. Absolutely. Right? And that's what it comes – and once you jump out to that early lead, you can kind of play at your pace. And so I feel like Holy Cross, when they win 18-7 to and 12-10 to today, they jumped out to that 5-1 lead today. Uh, that's just huge for them because they're able to really use that to their advantage and dictate the pace. And um, it seems like they're doing a really good job of winning face-offs as well. They're also winning a lot of face-offs. They're winning a lot of games. They're 3-2 and two right now. Coming up, they've got Iona and Colgate. Oh, my goodness. The Gales are coming to town over spring break. So it'll be an interesting break for both of those lacrosse teams. Make sure to tune in on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, one more thing before we wrap up Holy Cross Athletics. Swim team just competed in the Patriot League Championships, finishing eighth. But... There were some broken records, so we want to shout out 200-yard medley team, Jack Sorensen, Zach Bubanovich, Chris Villani, and freshman Will Clark. They smashed a 200-yard medley relay time. Uh, and then there was also... What, one minute, 31 seconds? That's pretty fast. That's pretty good, right? There was also a new record set in the 800-yard with Zach Greiner, Charlie N- Nsimbin, I think that's how you say it, Pat Walsh, and Alex Michael. 
So congratulations to you guys that for was setting six minutes and thirty nine. Yeah, Griner had a pretty good weekend, setting a bunch of records. They set some more on day two. Uh, I believe Rory Hess was involved in a relay rule break. Shout out Rory Hess. Uh, they broke their record three twenty in a four hundred yard medley relay. Also involved Zach Jack Griner again. Zach Buvanovich and Charlie Nasimbin were also in there. Nassimbin also had a good weekend. He's had a new program record during the 200-yard individual medley. Will Clark also set a record as a freshman, which is always really impressive to see. And uh, there was also diving. Luke Parada scored 11th place, 266 in a one-meter dive, which is crazy that people do that for fun. All right, well, I'm gonna, here's what I'm going to tell you, and I don't know if you know the answer to this, but I'm putting you on the spot. What is diving scored out of? I don't know. All right. If you're listening to this, we're sorry. We don't know what the diving score is, but we're going to find that for you. We're going to have it for you for the next time we talk Holy Cross diving. And, of um, course, but by the way, I just want to yeah. say that it sounds like they're having a really good week. I mean, they were having a good week. They finished eighth. This is the Patriot League Championships, though. Yeah, so they, like, they, they, finished, they finished decently well, but, I mean, Jack Greiner, Charlie Nassimbin, Will Clark all had great weekends. By the way, who, who won? Uh, Navy won, and yeah. I, I would, I would, yeah, I would out. really, I would really hope that Navy's winning. Well, did you see that uh, Army didn't even qualify for the rifle playoffs. I did, but yeah. but I would really hope Navy's winning yeah. our uh, swimming and diving competition. Army's second big surprise. Yeah, but I mean, the reality is, um, if our Navy's not winning this, I have some concerns. So um, obviously, we want Holy Cross to win, but yeah. I'm very happy that <laughs> that the Naval Academy is doing a good job in the swimming and diving That category. is very true. So, yes, yeah, shout-out to Jack Reiner. Shout-out to Charlie DeSimbin. Shout-out to Will Clark. Uh, I believe there were some women's records broken as well. Let me just check Yeah, these. let's get on the women's Yeah, side. the woman had a good weekend too as far as I'm aware. Obviously, both team, you know, ended up, I believe, finishing in eighth. I think it was a combined score. I wasn't there. I wasn't there I didn't either. want to go to Maryland. I, I, was, in, I was, was in a Kansas. Yeah, they were in Annapolis. Um, but, yes, they uh, finished seventh on the 400-yard medley relay, uh, and that was on the first day. On the second day, uh, excuse me, the third day, Ainsley Nalen finished 12th in the 200-yard backstroke. Freshman Devin Brindle was 15th in the 100-yard freestyle. Greta Walting, 15th in the 200-yard breaststroke. So doesn't look like many records were broken here. Walting did finish fourth in a 100-yard breaststroke. That's good. Uh, on the 23rd. So that's pretty great, and she was actually selected as the Crusader of the Week for her performance at the championships. Wow, so, so pretty good week for uh, Greta Wetling. Walting. 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 It's, there's not an E in that name. I have a bad angle. So anyways, anyway, that was our little swimming check-in. You can tell this was kind of Impromptu. thrown together, but we do want to shout out teams that have been doing cool stuff lately. So A lot of teams on campus have been doing cool stuff. Yeah. So but congratulations sure. specifically, Greta yeah. Walting had a great weekend, and we'll keep talking about fun stuff as they come up. So not much professional stuff today. Uh, we're both slammed. We're gonna make this quick. We do want to talk about court storming though, because there it's was a hot commodity. Th- everyone's talking about it. Uh, there was an incident involving Wake Forest and Duke uh, that I'm sure you'll talk about more in depth. I also saw Mississippi Valley State won the first game of the year and they court stormed. And they court stormed. Uh, it was remember, very, very proper. De- well done. Detroit Mercy. One, one man. Fan. Yeah. So tell me what happened. So Wake Forest played Duke and won, obviously, and they were home, and their entire school was basically at the game in Winston-Salem. What else are you going to do at Wake Forest? Yeah, I I think Wake Forest is a little underrated. But anyway, anyway, they were all there. Duke came into town. I I have a feeling that Wake Forest 
doesn't beat Duke very often. I don't know the numbers there. I should know the numbers, but I don't. Um, but Wake Forest is a pretty good team this year, um, and they, they shoot the ball very, very well. Um, and they actually played Duke really tight in, at Cameron Indoor Stadium as well. Um, but the reality was they won 83-79. to 79. It was a close game, and that final buzzer hit, and their fans were on the court as fast as humanly possible. I got a crazy stat for you. They've beat Duke nine times. They've lost 39 times. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, their fans were on that court extremely fast. Kyle Filipowski, the Duke freshman. Is he a freshman? I'm not quite sure. I think he's a up. sophomore. The Duke sophomore. I don't know. He might be a freshman. Uh, we're looking He's 20 years old. He's probably a sophomore. Yeah, I think he's a sophomore. Anyway, uh, from Fordham Prep in New York. That's uh, not relevant. He's the star on Duke or one of the stars on Duke. And he had one of the fans run into his leg and, you know, gave him an injury. And it was a pretty big deal because this is something that, you know, it, it, it's been talked about. The, the thought of these court stormings and players not getting off the court in time and injuries resulting from it. And we hadn't really seen it until now. And now it's a big, it's now a big deal. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if you're going to court storm, you got to be like very cognizant of what you are running at. Well, Jay Billis, uh, I'm sure you're familiar. Have you seen the, I've seen the rant. Yeah. So Jay Billis has gone and said that if you storm the court, you should be arrested. That's crap. Let college kids have their fun, but college kids also need to have their fun safely. Right. So what's your solution? My solution is everybody learn how to be smarter. Okay, but you can't do that. You can't do so that. So what I would do <laughs> is um, make it a mandated rule. You need to wait 15 seconds to storm okay. the court. Or else. Or, or you get arrested. If okay. you're on early, that's when you get arrested. Okay. 10, 15 seconds, everybody gets off the court to safety, and then you rush. Okay. Uh, I, I think there's got to be a sense in the fan, the, the players have – from, at least for the opposing team, have cleared the court. Like, there needs to be a sense of they have left. Yes. Because obviously you're not storming the court when you're on the road. So it's the away team that needs to leave the – like, they have to get to the locker room. And then you can do whatever you need to do and have fun. And I, I know there's great court storms and legendary court storms. It's just it's, stupid. And it's now kind of a huge part of the game. It's just stupid. It's honestly being overdone. I think – like, It used to be a yeah. huge deal. Like – Oh my God! A team stormed the court. Like this is a massive deal. Like you know, now, now it's just you win at home against the ranked opponent and you storm the court. I mean, I think they need to start realizing that these things happen in college basketball, and not every victory at home should cause in a. Storming. I also agree with that. Yeah. Like, needs, I, I think everybody the kids just, just needs, needs to calm down. <laughs> Everyone needs to relax. Yeah. This is a non-issue we're talking about. It happened once, but this is not a condemnation of like college basketball culture. Let kids have fun. But make sure they're safe as well. Yeah, absolutely. Find I, I find agree. the middle ground. Find the middle ground, um, and don't don't be like Jay Billis and tell people that everyone needs to get arrested because that's crazy. That's a, that's aggressive. Don't do that. Don't do that. Have I mean, ha- have some sense. When have it comes some to empathy. It. Just have some sense. Yeah. Just figure it out. Yeah. Just get it figured out. Go do and, your homework. Uh, yeah, you need to go do your homework. Yeah, we as need well. to go do our homework. Spring training is back. Uh, so if you're into that, uh, there's a lot of baseball going on. Red so, Sox bullpen getting lit up already. Yeah, so sit back and enjoy that. College basketball is heating up. It's getting close to March. March Madness is almost upon us. I'm sure we're gonna have we're gonna have some fun podcasts coming on with that. We're uh, gonna have post some fun spring ones. break, um, and obviously continue to watch your Holy Cross sports because it's. I mean, football season was pretty good, but this might be the peak time for Holy Cross sports because you have your teams. 
ending the year They're and like heading into the playoffs. Six teams playing right now. And you yeah. have more teams that are getting their season started and starting to get into a groove. So there's a lot to watch. ESPN Plus should pretty much have it all. Shout out Scott Wiktorowski, Director of Network Production. We wouldn't do it without him up there. And shout out Jack Toomey for joining the podcast. Again, uh, Patriot League Player of the Week and very always a good time. Overall, really good person. Yeah, always a good time when you're able to have him talking baseball on the podcast because he's pretty good at that baseball thing. So uh, long story short, that's it for episode 17. A little bit shorter, but I feel like we still got a lot out there. Absolutely. And uh, make sure not to storm any courts over the next week and a half while we're gone. And uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and we will be back On the other side of spring break, this is Ben and Augie signing off for the final time uh, before spring break. See ya.